Hey, today, I don't know, do we get political? Do we dive a little bit too deep on this subject of pieces of paper representing who you are instead of the actual appearance and representation? Maybe. And we're exploring this study where they just, like, fed good words they told these teachers that this, these students are more capable than these students, and the test results followed that. And it was only the conditioning, the way that the teachers talked and worked with those students in comparison. And so the way that we term things and the way that we talk to our students talk to ourselves in this real world is a big freaking deal. Big deal. And that study isn't like breaking any barriers, but it absolutely should be. And I am on board with that and absolutely in love with it and absolutely mind blown by it. And I can't stop being obsessed with it because it is the root and the core of all of this work. This idea that if we just fed ourselves goodness and love and did things that brought more joy on than less, that we would find that right space. We would be. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back 
to rebuilding after that. Hey, pot of purple! How you doing today? Oh, boy. It is. It is just a wonderful life. This life where you can just pick up and decide. I have these ideas. I have these ways of thinking. I, I want to do something with that. I don't know why my brain thinks this way, but I'm tired of wasting this space and, quite frankly, this talent. Having it only live inside my head. I want to get it out. I want to create with it. I want to see what I can create with it. And we all have that ability. Can you imagine? Can you? Do you even want to? Come on. Come on. This is what's possible for all of us. And dreams, 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 my friend. They're meant for us. And you're going to have a lot of bumps that come along with that work. Dreams, even in bumpy, in between, are beautiful and life-giving and all the bumps are worth it because you're still lighting up more than you're burning out and that's where we want to get you. That's what this work is about. The rediscovery of light itself in your being, in your living, your life. Lighting up instead of the burning out. And part of that work is greatness grounding. And the reason greatness grounding, right? Because we could do anything, really. It's like, how do you put dreams in motion? How do we start resenting or or moving ourselves away from believing that we're good? How do we make it more than words on a piece of paper, which is my pet peeve? How do we turn this belief into an action? And so often, because I work in quite complicated things, so much so that I've had to return them so that people don't just go, oh, no, 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 we don't need that. Because the way that things have been portrayed when it comes to culture, and even your culture with yourself, is this super overcomplicated measure of what that even means and how we get there. It really isn't all that hard. Here's a great start. Quit just writing mission, vision, and values on your wall and website. How is that being represented? What action aligns with those words? Oh, well, we do this and we do this. Cool, but like very specifically, 
What are you doing? What are the objections? Where are you going? What is the process to deliver on that? Otherwise, it's just wor- it's just words, and people are seeing through that. And anytime that I'm trying to to really get down to the root of what's going on, I look to action. I look for proof in movement. Because people can fancy up words all they want. If there's no action behind that, it really doesn't matter. We are driven to be this, this, and this, and then you show up and it's the exact opposite? Mm-mm. We don't write words like that. And my very first time coaching, I was like, I guess we're supposed to pull up and set some goals. And I suppose one of those goals should probably be to win a state title. Isn't that what everybody's writing? And then I remember just being like, ugh. Okay, fine. If we're writing that, what are the measures that are going to take us there? What do we need to believe about ourselves to get there? How do we put action behind those goals? And what can we consistently do to contribute to those things? Right? There's a process for how one gets there. And understanding and committing to that process as a group is like something I'm just beyond obsessed with. Come on. And, you know, I feel like so many of my experiences were not being included in those things because those conversations were only good enough for these people in these rooms. And then we shall disseminate and tell everyone what they're to do. But what does it look like to remove that hierarchy? What does it look like to bring back trust? What does it look like to just openly communicate with everyone? That's crazy, right? We can't. No, we shouldn't do that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What does it look like to just trust people? What does it look like to take actual action? Right. And so most of the things that I'll set you up to do are setting you up to take consistent action because there we can find movement. There I can actually tell if you're committed to this or not, right? Because picking up a ball once a month or when season rolls around tells me you don't care all that much. But picking up a ball every day, even if it's just for five minutes, hmm, yeah, might care, might. <laughs> it's just, it's just looking to the action. This isn't a great thing. This is like a behind your greatness, right? Speaking the words has to be the person who also does the work, who also consistently shows 
up for that thing. And like, that's ripping off a huge bandage, right? No, it's just easier. It's just easier to write these goals down and uh, avoid them for the rest of my life or resent them or show up and say, well, I want these things, but X, Y, and Z, and so I cannot, and so I shall take no action. No, 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 today, what can you do with who you are? And if we can get you moving in any direction consistently, you can begin to make your way back to convincing yourself that it's worth following. Right? Hello? Come on. And then at the end of all of that, high, greatest grounding, and actually believing that you're this amazing human being who is light-giving and light-shedding and spreading. Imagine. Can you? And maybe if you can't, we hit this a little bit harder. We look for even more beliefs. We do like three great things because we just need it and we deserve it. And we're like that abundant in our own greatness. <laughs> we can't even just do one. <laughs> goals. Hashtag goals. Right? You are. You already are amazing. And to back that up, we have this consistent action in case you ever need reminded. You can look back. Greatness grounding is your greatness in action. Is your receipt. Is your confirmation that you are that amazing in case you would ever need to remember you don't have to look that far. Open up your journal. Open up your podcast. Talk with a friend. Wherever you let that out, it's there. Okay, well, that's not a great thing, but it's a weird explanation and segue into what we're talking about today. Because today, we're talking about you and how amazing you are and how important it is for you to be seeding yourself with that. That that is the root of greatness grounding. That took a team from uh, mm, second place at state to a state title in a year. Greatness grounding. Because what happens when you feed people this constant narrative and knowledge that they are amazing. What happens if we only use language to build? What happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens. Um, you're sort of looked at as if you're insane in the membrane. <laughs> Because people are just like, oh my gosh, you're so optimistic. Like, no. I just don't really, from my experience, and this may not be everyone's, but from my experience, I haven't seen examples where the opposite was all that helpful. And like I said to my sister yesterday, I don't need doubters in the room. Like, I got that. 
right? I can carry that load. I need more belief. I need people who never doubted that I was this person, that I can and will be this person. We don't need help with the doubt portion. We got that covered a hundred times over. What we do need help with is the belief portion. And okay, Hannah, you say a lot of things. Back it up. Give me some action behind this. Validate this belief for me. Okay, people, don't you worry. There are actual tests to back this up. Ha! <laughs> There's action behind what I'm telling you. So here are the tests. The first test that they did day, this scientist, and I can't remember his name, and my book is downstairs, but this was the test. <laughs> they had rats, the same rats, same rats, just pulled from the same box, and they put five in one box and five in the other, and the only difference was the boxes were labeled, and the label said this, these rats are amazing, they're more intelligent, they're just better rats, all-around rats. These are good rats. And these rats are the lowlifes of the earth. They really have no intelligence at all. They're kind of worthless. And then they were told, the people carrying out this test, to put them in the maze. And... The rats, even though they were exactly the same, the rats who were labeled high-performing, high-intelligence, amazing rats, did better. Then the rats who were labeled only on the box, unintelligent, worthless. So how? Because they're the same rats, right? Well, then when they went back and looked at the study, they watched how the handlers handled the rats differently based on the labels on the box. Right? Mind-blowing. And the result of them handling them differently because they were just told by permanent marker on a box that, they, that these rats were, were better made those rats perform better. Oh, imagine. Okay, so let's look for more proof. Well, a school actually asked this professor, psychologist, to come and test this in their school. And so they did the same thing. They said that there was a psychologist coming in to run this test. And the teachers were told at the beginning of the school year that this group tested higher. And so they were more skilled, they were more intelligent, they were just better. And the teachers knew that, the students didn't. The teachers did. And then they had the other group. They were labeled incompetent, they, they tested really low, and the ones labeled star students, even though they had been struggling students before, tested higher than the students in the other group, right? By nothing more than subjective handling. And so think about how 
your life has been shaped that way. Which beliefs did people embrace about you? And like, this isn't crazy, okay? My husband and I knew this, knew that our offspring would basically come down to what we could present on a piece of paper. And so we liked the thought that our children would be treated better if we had higher degrees, right? We liked that our children would be interpreted as higher performing athletes because both of us were college athletes, right? And we didn't decide the college athlete thing together, but we did decide the advanced degrees because that's what it comes down to. You think that that's not being read? Why do they record it if they don't? And yes, even though this study was super specific, how do you think that's different than what's happening right now in schools? How do you think that's different than what's happening out in the world? You're basically judged on this piece of paper and deemed good or not good. Intelligent or not intelligent. And I actually like to actively test this. It's one of my favorite things to do. I like to show up looking like someone who isn't doing all the things that I'm doing. And see how people respond to that. Not because... I can't show up looking capable because I like knowing who accepted me prior to being on top. And it's funny because I'll come in somewhere. People won't know that I'm anything. And the second, it's almost instantaneous. The second that people are talking to me and that they they realize, whoa, whoa, she kind of looked like a bum, but all these people know her. Instant change in behavior. In response. And that's in the real world. Right? I have to wonder, how would we be treated without knowing all these things about our our parents and our upbringings and our backgrounds, how would we be treated? Why does it make any difference what me and my husband did? How my children present should be all that matters. They are or are not capable, right? They are or are not presenting as intelligent today. (laughs) It changes. And we just don't. We need more proof. We need proof to confirm 
that or deny that, that that's possible, but think about how that has shaped your life and what you have told yourself through your upbringing. I know it shaped mine. Gosh, let's see. At the age of seven, seven, I was reminded that I don't come from a background of wealth, that I don't come from a background of intelligence, although I have found proof that that is not true. Both accounts, the wealth and the intelligence. And I suppose that if we all actually started looking for that, we would find proof in the opposition. And so it really is that simple. Looking for proof. And where you look, you shall find. Taking action to find said proof. And presenting it to yourself over and over and over again. And Hannah, what does that look like? Oh, I don't know. How can you turn that into an action? How can we shift that belief that you're holding about yourself that you're not intelligent? Well, I like to just show up in as consistent of action as possible. And so one might, if they were real crazy, present their entire brand as uneducated and unpolished and still see people respond to that, right? Like, in my branding from the very beginning, when I first started, I was like, well, we'll just do it wrong. And if we see proof that people still read it and find value in it, then people don't care that you're uneducated. They care about how you write. They care about you and your beliefs. And you are intelligent, even when you make mistakes. And so everything that I do has a mistake in it. Okay, and like in the body, I'm I'm not trying to make mistakes there. (laughs) That's just natural. Someday I will gift us all with an editor of my daily posts. But today is not that day and I can't wait till it happens. But regardless, true to the branding, true to how we started, I had to prove to myself that people would like it regardless. That I could present as, in quotes, unintelligent, and people would still like it. It was okay. And so I don't capitalize things. I know, did that drive you crazy? Can you even believe it? But that was... That was a a shift of a belief that I had to present, that I could just put stuff out there that was unpolished and it would still be okay. And so we've always done that. Other than the body, I mean the body, I just, listen, my head gets moving faster than my hands sometimes. And I have this weird way of 
writing that's like backwards and inside out. And the result of that is oftentimes just grammar that's confusing, but whatever. See, that's putting it into an action. How can we shift this belief? We can just start putting messages out there that look uneducated. And and in shifting the belief, people would still like them and it would all be okay. And so that belief shifted. And we got past that thought of unintelligence. And then as we continued to look for more proof that people liked it anyways, and for more proof that Hannah actually is very intelligent, not too dumb to go to medical school at the age of seven because of what they knew to be true based on my parents' records that they would have probably submitted, right? And it's not bad on the the system. It's just how we operate as humans. And the fact that this study hasn't shifted more perspectives on how we do things is bananas and pajamas. And I remember showing up for coaching and being like, it just doesn't feel good to coach this way, to yell at kids, to embarrass them more than they've already embarrassed themselves. Like, it doesn't feel right to me. I don't like it. And some people interpreted that as like, well, you're just blowing sunshine. That's a very specific quote, but yeah, I am. Because we don't need help with the darkness. And also, kids deserve light. Humans deserve light. Humans deserve to be treated like the beautiful person they are, regardless of what has happened, of what they've been told, of what society has deemed good or bad. We're all deserving of light and life and beauty. And that's sort of the message behind all of this work inclusively. If we're going to shift beliefs... One of the main things we got to focus on is putting action behind those words. So how do we take a belief of mm, imposter syndrome or unintelligence or not capable? How do we turn that into an action so it's not just words? We're not just putting up on our billboards, on our little boards like, Uh, Okay, I'll read one that's hanging right now and trust. We got to redo this office. But she believes she could, so she did. Okay, let's turn that into an action. Let's not just write that as words on a wall. She did. What does she did look like? She wrote the book. She continues to do the podcast. She did. That's action. Action backing up those words. She wants to speak on stages. She has. She did. There's action backing up those words. Even when it comes to dreams, how are we 
taking action on those things? What are we consistently doing to create a vibrational difference in how we were showing up before? And it doesn't have to be starting the empire and doing a podcast or writing a book. Like it could be volunteering at the animal shelter might be your first step. Maybe I want to work with animals. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't even know, but I do like a dog once in a while. So let's go try it on for size. And you get there and you're like, dogs are cool. But maybe not the shelter because I don't like seeing that process. Right? Maybe not at the shelter. But maybe at the vet. Or maybe in a play environment. I don't know, right? But like, what is the action behind? And how are we feeding and looking for the greatness in ourselves with how we're showing up? And that measure doesn't look like oh my gosh, I wrote down this goal or this dream and I'm there today. The measure looks like whatever you want to measure the measure with. (laughs) Good job. That was good. That was real inspiring. But that's it. How do you want to measure that? Right? Because for me, abundance follows light. So my measure is light. My measure is showing up in things that bring out more light than darkness in myself and in my daily activities. This is one of those things that I do to keep that going. Reading is another one of those things. Yoga, meditation, all those super fetch things that you could do. But really at the end of the day, we can't just keep writing words on a wall. We got to look to the action. The action is where we shift the belief. The action. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day a post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.